Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Bolux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. What's up? It's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm Stephanie Santiago. Come on. Oh, hi. I'm Jennifer Williams. (laughs) And I'm Mona Phillips. All right. Well, what's up, ladies? How y'all feeling? (laughs) Good. You guys enjoying the wine? I do want to shout out to Mary J. Blige for drinking her wine. And also my boy Donne for drinking his uh, La Fette Rosé. Delicious. You know, black-owned brands. I only do, you know, normally we don't do this, but I know y'all classy and whatnot. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I knew if we would have had something else, Jennifer would have been (laughs) like, I know, I'm okay. No, I don't do that hard liquor stuff. Anymore. I feel like, okay. Don't don't tell my secrets. Jennifer, we know you're good for (laughs) Pinot Gris. Moment. I am. We had a night of backing that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no tequila today, please. <laughs> but listen, just for some context, you know, this is my girl Jennifer Williams. Y'all know her from Basketball Wives. I know her from high school. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. And so we've been watching this. Is this the last season? You think? No, it's definitely not. It's too much stuff going on. Okay. And our ratings are great. Okay. All right. Cause I was like, we're now what? Like what? Right. But I guess y'all got some new cast members too. 
Yes, and you know what? They have really good personal stories. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time that we've done two parts to a season. Mm -hmm. So we have 26 episodes. Part A aired, and now Part B is going to air. I don't know when, Damn. but it is airing soon. I'm still actually doing some pickup interviews, but... I think it should be airing soon. Okay, thank you for that because I keep going back to see when the next episode is coming. Yeah, and like, it what just happened? Stopped. I know. It's and so I'm like, y'all not just gonna stop like this? Like, there's no reunion? Like, what's happening? But that explains it. That's what I thought. I was like, what happened to this? It's like episode and 13. And then they ended the other season during COVID, like out of nowhere. So that was, that season was really crazy because we were like in these mansions because it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And then um, we had a cast member that went rogue that was recording people, which is basically a violation of your contract. So it was a lot of legal issues that we were dealing with. So they were just like, okay, no, we can't do a reunion. It was, it was a lot going on. But I am told we are doing a reunion. However, the second part of the season hasn't aired, so okay. we can't do the reunion quite yet. But I guess we'll be doing it soon. Will you and Jelani be having a wedding spinoff special? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's a lot, Angela. <laughs> I am I am doing a special, actually, that's Ooh. my own show, but it's a documentary, not a oh. wedding special. Now you know I know about this stuff. This is why Ramona's here. So let's get right into that, okay? Perfect. Because <laughs> you know, all right. So let's flash back to part of the reason why we're here today. I saw you post something on social media. Right? Somebody stole your Range Rover. You were one of the first people that called me. You know my ass. I seen her post. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck going on? Because she hadn't told me anything about it. I saw her post it. And I know you weren't answering anyone's calls, but she did answer my call because yes. I know your phone went crazy after that. So crazy. So what got you to the point where you were like, okay, I have to post about this? Okay, so I definitely debated posting about it. I obviously got my Range Rover stolen. And so I went to the police, I filed a police report and everything kind of started unfolding during COVID. So because of that, I think they were just very lax with my situation and it's not a violent crime. So it's not at the top of their list as a priority. And for me, it had been well over 60 days. I wasn't getting any kind of response. The detective, I felt, wasn't really on his job. And so I said, you know what? I have this platform and I need to use it for good. Now, I was anxious, nervous. I went back and forth with Mona, like, what should I say? What should I post? What pictures am I going to use? You know, you just never know how people are going to respond to something like that. And it was a first time for me. And it was a time where I had to post and be vulnerable. Right. Because if I was going to tell the story, I just had to just put it out there. Because people were going happened, in. People were going in. On like, you. Like you yes. didn't get your Range Rover stolen. But I think that is a problem in society today. We victim blame. Mm -hmm. And it's like I didn't do anything Unfortunately, I just was a trusting person, but I trust the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And the police also probably looked at it like, well, that was her boyfriend, so. Right, so it's considered like a love crime. And you know, a lot of times they just think, oh, well, this person is angry or they're bitter, or whatever the case is. And that absolutely was not the case with me. I'm like, I have a whole car that is gone, missing. Right. So 
um, yeah, I just decided to use my platform and post about it. And I really put, okay, contact Smyrna police or contact Jamie, which is my attorney, because I wanted help with this situation. Now, why do you have your car in the first place? Let's break that down. Oh my God, I feel like I've told this story a million mm -hmm. times. But if people don't okay. know, because you know, people see the post and they're like, oh, she said how he just took her car. Right. Okay. So. Basically, I was moving from California to Atlanta and I had an issue with my closing. Now, in a process, I was supposed to be closing. I want to say I was on a flight. Maybe it was like Wednesday. I was supposed to be closing that Friday. I had to go to Miami that Friday. I had two cars. And so I was thinking, okay, after I close, I'll be able to drive my car straight into my garage. That wasn't the case. And I found that as I was getting off the plane. And so he's somebody I knew in Atlanta. We have been dating. And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do with my cars? Like, I have to leave town because I had to go to Miami for work. And so I took my Ferrari to like the shop. And then he was like, okay, well, I can um, hold on to your Range Rover. I'm glad he hold on back. to your Ferrari. Girl, yes. Child. Okay. Sorry. So I was like, okay. I had been to his house. I had seen the, he had a four car garage. I'm thinking, okay, I, I never in a million years would think that somebody would steal my car. It just, right. you that know, and sense. then somebody I know, somebody mm -hmm. at the time I trusted, it would be like, if you were like, hey, Don't let compare me. compare me to him. I know, Ooh, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I just, nope. like, you're like, I'm going to just go down the street to the CVS, you know? Like, right. I wouldn't think anything of it, so I'm just thinking, like, okay, I'm going to Miami, I'm coming back. And I honestly, I wasn't stressed about the car because I was more so stressed about, damn, what's going on with this with house? Right. right. Right? Because I'm like, the car, whatever, like, now all my stuff is in transit from L.A., to Atlanta. It was a stressful time. Yes. You had a lot going on. You were like, I just need to put my car somewhere. Right. That is how he got the car. Right. In retrospect, you're like, I should have just parked at the airport. <laughs> exactly. Oh it would have definitely been safer <laughs> oh there. Gosh. Now, let's fast forward to how you know Mona then. Because you guys met. It was hard to find any information online. This man, you thought his name was Nick at the time, right? Yeah. Okay. So I thought his name was Daniel Nichols. Okay. Completely different. Okay. Completely and he just went by Nick as a nickname. Mm -hmm. That's what I was told. So it wasn't until now my Range Rover is stolen and I'm kind of going into like detective mode because I'm still kind of thinking like, you know what? He's going to give me the car back. Like, but my spidey senses are going off. Right. So I knew his mom had passed away, but I didn't really know if his mother had passed away. But I was like, okay, his mom passed away. I remember him kind of telling me what his mother's name was, and I knew where he was from. He was from Michigan. I didn't know exactly what area, so I just started Googling, and I found his mother's obituary. Mm, wow. So he told her real name. So in the mother's obituary, that's when I found out his, his real, real name. name. I was like, who the hell is Aaron Pushy Nichols? Pushy? Pushy, they had Pushy's that like in, his nickname? nickname. Yes. Okay. You heard them say pushy before? No, not until after. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I guess his family calls him that. I, I, have, mm -hmm. I said, who the hell is this? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so then... So is really the last name, though. Yes. It turns out Daniel is the middle name. But you wouldn't know Daniel that Daniel is the middle name. Yeah. Okay. Right. So then I put in Aaron Nichols, and then I see uh, Mona's post from Lipstick Alley. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> which have been years prior. Right. But then when I clicked on it, I started seeing other people post, I guess, under her post. Now, Mona, like, what, did you, yeah, now, what, what did, did you post? write on Lipstick Alley? Okay. Now, what the sad thing is, I, I knew him a million years before Jen did. And at the time, um, you know, he portrayed himself as a totally different person, a different name. Um, he had a different business. Um, so it wasn't until like the end of our like five year relationship where I started to find out information about him. Um, once I, you know, got that information, I was like, okay, I'm done with him. Um, some months after I was contacted by one of his baby mamas who like explained to me how our situation kind of overlapped and like some more information about him. And I was like, okay, this is crazy because you can go on the internet and find anything about anybody except for this man. Right. So let we took it upon ourselves to put some things out there. She um, put together like a website kind of exposing him. And I was like, okay, we put together two ripoff reports. And then I, I knew that Lipstick Alley kind of had like some traction um, as a gossip site. So I'm like, let me put some information on here. I did like a don't date them girl type whatever. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Remember yeah. don't date them girl I put everything no. out there because there was like, nothing. Shit. I remember that. <laughs> right. There was nothing about him. <laughs> so like I wanted to warn other people. <laughs> you know what? I did. If you didn't, if a guy like did you dirty, you could mm -hmm. post his picture. Right. And what he did to you on don'tdatemgirl.com, but they been took that down. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this was a way to kind of warn other people that he's not who he says he is. What did he do to you? Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Bolux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip-syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, well, when I met him, he kind of portrayed himself as like, you know, a business person. Um, but he, you know, was into like luxury cars, um, that, you know, he said he was a retired athlete at the time. Oh, Lies. I know. So, um, I actually met him in LA and I was living in New York at the time. Um, it was like a weird kind of whirlwind, like a quick 24 hours like we spent that whole time together and you know my nose is open I was like wow who's this guy and it was weird because when I first met him I was in LA just kind of walking because you know we walk all over New York I'm thinking no big that's thing that's what people do exactly not in LA right not in LA so I didn't know that this is like my first time out there I'm walking along and it so happened I kind of walked through a crowd because you know New Yorkers were like move out the way and I moved I like walked onto a red carpet which is like the weirdest thing. So people were like taking pictures of me. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> right. I was like, Ugh. like it's right in front of man's theater, like crazy. <laughs> um, he comes up and he just grabs my hand. And I'm like, who's this dude? And it was like electricity, like all throughout my body. It wasn't until later I realized my whole, every cell was like, run, get the fuck away. <laughs> but at the time, that had never happened to me before. So I'm kind of like, you know, who is this guy? Like, what does this mean? And then he was like, you know, like he pulled me off the red carpet and we started talking. And there was a guy with him who was like, he'll change your life. All the these little things, yeah. exactly. All these he little things, <laughs> exactly. Like you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's got LASIK. So um, we wind up going into the movie that was premiering on that 
you know, day. And he said he helped produce the movie, Lies Again. So we're sitting in the movie, you know, um, there were other pseudo celebs there, you know, and he pretended as though he knew them. And, you know, so we're sitting in the movie, but I couldn't even sit next to him. So it was like, it just felt like so weird. So maybe 20, 30 minutes into the movie, he's like, you want to get out of here? I'm like, sure. So we wind up leaving. And like I said, we spent that whole day together, just kind of exploring, you know, LA and you know i met him walking it wasn't until like after the movie we wind up getting into i think it was like a a brand new bmw or mercedes or some like expensive car or whatever you were like okay so, producer no i wasn't even but no but i'm that. saying it's a coincidence like you didn't right. know it but you're like wow i really just because in a way you have on. to think exactly. like i did kind of like look up what right i feel electricity and he's this and he's that right That's and like, he kind of like telling people like oh i met her walking like she wasn't even impressed by whatever money that i had because i met her walking so like i said we spent that whole like night together and it was just like amazing you know for you know a guy that i just met and you know you i was letting him spend know the whole night together yeah i spent the night Whatever. So whatever. <laughs> no, it's not I just funny because I want to get more yeah, of, I know. Sense of what like what he's like. So yeah. he really knocked you off your feet. Like y'all spent the night together. Like and that's not something you would normally do. You met him exactly. walking, and then he had all this shit happening. It was electricity for you. Mm-hmm. That electricity was really like get away, but you inter- you misinterpreted it. Very much so. Mm-hmm. so. He's charming. He is very charming. He's a scam artist. Right. So well, he um, does. Did you feel that electricity too, Jennifer? I didn't feel electricity. But I felt um, okay. I'm gonna let her tell her story because I don't. I don't want it like okay, interrupt. Okay. But I did not so, feel electricity. Okay. But um, you know, the next day I had like something to do, and he was kind of like, you know, hey, let's go to Vegas, and I'm like, okay, I kind of have like a prior engagement, but you know, after I'm done with that, then you know, sure, let's go to Vegas, which was like very spontaneous at the time. I was super spontaneous, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and then we were gonna take like his car and I guess just drive to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, After I was done with whatever it is that I had to do like in LA and I was like, okay, I'm ready. He's like, oh, I left without you. And I was like, well, damn, Damn. exactly. Like, Like, okay, exactly. Like, you know, bait and switch, which he does a lot. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever it is, what it is. I went back to New York and then he called like a lot all the time, text message all the time. Like I wasn't even like taken into consideration the time difference. Like, um, mm-hmm. at the time I had like a regular nine to five, whatever, he's calling me at like seven in the morning. And you were very successful in what you did at that time. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he would call it like seven in the morning, but that was like four o'clock West Coast time, you know, but I didn't think anything of it. He would call like midday. He would call before I would go to bed. So we were starting this little, this you know, sleep? right. <laughs> right. So we're starting <laughs> was this he little, not even weird. in LA? Damn. That part, yeah. that part. So we're starting this weird little like relationship or whatever. But even before that, like, um, I went back to New York a week later. He's like, come back out to L.A. I came back out to L.A. to meet him. Did and he fly you out? No, I... You flew yourself? Yeah, okay. there's no big thing. Um, it's like a ticket to L.A. is nothing. But once I got to L.A., it was kind of like we were like two shifts in the night. Like, he claimed he was in the studio. And I didn't even understand why he's in the studio. Producing so, another movie. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was like, well, I'll entertain myself. I knew people in L.A., so I hung out with them. And then he would go back to the hotel and be like, she's not here. I'm like, yeah, because I wasn't going to sit around and wait for your ass, whatever. So that didn't necessarily work. And I kind of went back to New York like, whatever. I'm not even tripping on him. And that's when he kind of went back and pursued and started calling all the time and really putting, like, an effort in. 
Um, it then became a thing after some months where he was just like, you know, I can't do a long distance relationship. You need to come move out here. He was living in Vegas at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, mm. what was he doing in Vegas? Did he say? Everything. He was doing everything from he invested in real estate. He would, you know, throw a couple parties, like concerts, not necessarily like, you know, little parties. And then um, he said that like his vice was luxury cars. So what he would do is actually he would buy them just because he loved them. But then he would like kind of rent them out or lease them out. So this way he could make some money off. He of was his like cars. Turo before Turo existed. <laughs> right. So he claimed. So I think at the time I just didn't necessarily ask a lot of questions about what he did because I'm just like, whatever. If he makes money, it's fine. I'm not tripping. Like however he makes money doesn't really concern me. But um, at the time, um, you know, I wasn't incredibly happy being back in New York. So I was like, mm, I'll consider Vegas. I thought about it. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'll try this relationship. And, you know, he's not asking me to move to the middle of nowhere. He's asking me to move to Vegas. Right. So um, I finally did, you know, move out there. I packed all my belongings into, like, the little car that I had and was going to drive out there. Now, his thinking was, oh, you don't have to drive out there. I'll send someone to drive your car. And I'm like... My whole life is in this car. I don't know this person. Right. He's like, well, why would I put someone, you know. I'd be like, why don't you drive, come here and drive? Right. His whole thing was like, I don't want you driving across country by yourself. And this is somebody I trust. Of course, you know, you're with me now. I'm going to whatever. So I'm like, it's a good thing I didn't, like, give them my car because I'm sure I would have been asked out without whatever. But um, I finally drove out to Vegas and we tried to make it work. And um, when I got there, he started, like, grooming me. Oh. Like, he had... Um, like, I didn't meet, like, any of his friends. Remember, I met his friends in L.A., but he introduced me to his cousin. It was, like, um, this female who was kind of curvy, you know, um, who danced at the time. Mm. So she was, he was talking about, you know, did you ever think about dancing? And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no at, at, was that I, really his cousin? I have no idea. Okay. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I have a master's degree. Like, I can always get a job. Like, what do I need to dance for? Like, that would be like last, you know, case scenario, whatever. Like, I don't need to do that. Um, and, and initially I was kind of like, but I didn't even think I could. Like, I was like really thin and didn't really have like a lot of curves. And I'm like, dancers usually, you know, look kind of, you know, so I'm like, I can't do this. Um, and then he's like, no, you know, you're sexy. You can definitely do it. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not what I'm thinking. And then he was like, well, you know, I'm bringing money to the table. You know, you need to bring money to the table too. So this was like his way of grooming me, mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm going to be working, hustling, whatever it is I'm doing, I need to make sure that you're making some money too. Now I'm like, well, I can have like a regular job. And he's like, no, because I kind of want your schedule to be as flexible as mine. Where like if we needed to leave at whatever moment we could. Like I could waitress. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything like that. But even then you're on like a set <laughs> schedule. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, he claimed he was like really busy, so he had me around the cousin a lot. So we would go to lunch, we just, you know, kind of meet up. And then there was an instance where she took me to like the dancer supply store mm -hmm. and was kind of like, Okay, what size shoes you wear, girl. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so she's buying stuff for herself and was like, try, try this on. <laughs> exactly. So that's cute on you, girl. That part. That's oh exactly what God. happened. So everybody knows now, but right. at the time, you know, I was incredibly naive. I was super green and How I had no you? idea. I mean, I was grown, I wasn't a baby. But I didn't know that life. Right. You know, like this I was, is your first time experiencing it. I didn't. Like I didn't that. know any dancing. And I think being in I New York and then going to Vegas is completely different. Because New York yeah, dancing absolutely. is not like a big 
but right. like that. Exactly. Yeah. In Vegas, it's, it's like it everywhere. Right. They they run that city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas here, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the time I was twenty seven. Like I said, I was grown up. I, I have a graduated question. college. Everything. When, when you got there, how were they living? Um, did they have like a, a mansion? Oh, where did he live? Where did you yeah, live? Yeah, I and didn't. When, when I first got Vegas. there, I didn't see his house. I didn't see his house at all. So where were you staying? Uh, I stayed with a girlfriend. I stayed with a friend oh. of a friend. And the thing that was interesting about that is the friend of a friend, um, our mutual friend had told me she was in real estate. When I stayed at her house is when I realized she was a webcam girl. So um, it seemed like everybody kind of had like a double it. life yeah. in Vegas. Girl. Yeah. Was she, so, was she living like was she living in, in like a really nice home? Yeah, she had a nice little townhouse, you know, a oh, little white a range. Townhouse. You know, it worked. You know, she because basically Vegas, rolled out of bed. You know, in Vegas, people who have money have crazy. Yeah, because right. it's affordable. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know right. what I mean? Especially yeah. then, it was even. Yes, yeah, it's, you know, it's a um, more Vegas is a Nevada is really a affordable to live in. Right. And what does your family say? Because yeah, that's, that's why when you tell I your act. family, I'm moving to Vegas with this guy. Yeah, they were not at all happy about it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, at the time, I was a grown-up. It's not like they could yeah. tell me, you can't go. You can't. You know, like my dad at the time, um, like, stopped speaking to me. Like, completely. Wow. So He knew. Yeah, I think he had that intuition. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't it. You know. Did they meet him? No, they didn't meet him. That's at that part time. of it too. We I haven't even met this guy. But at the time, I only knew him like four or five months. You wow. know, before I moved out there. So you did eventually start dancing. I did without like within like a month after I moved to Vegas. Oh, I I went and got my little sheriff's card and business license and all the things that you need to do to start mm-hmm. dancing. The same chick that you the know cousin. the cousin mm-hmm. um, took me to a club that you know, I guess I felt comfortable in because it wasn't like what I was used to. You know, I'm used to like bigger booty chicks, like, you know, doing some tricks on the pole. These girls are just walking around the pole. So I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> like, I could do that. I probably could. Right. And I remember having to go in and audition and everything. And that was probably at the time the most degrading experience I've ever had. You know, having to be topless in front of people I've never, you know, I just met. Um, on a stage with a greasy pole, slippery and everything. But, you know, he kind of um, kind of propped me up like, oh, my gosh, you know, you could do this. You're so sexy. Like, you could definitely make whatever money. My first night, I made, I think, like three or four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I listened when they tell you these are the rules. <laughs> don't touch. Don't do this. Like, however, distance between the customer. So I'm surprised I made any money. Right. But, um, I feel like Vegas is more strict than other places. It yeah, is. definitely. So, you know, going home with... Was like, it like a white club? I want to ask you that, too. There are or no black like, clubs in Vegas. Let's be honest. Okay. Like, they the clubs are... Yeah, because yes. I'm like, I don't know. No. And not only that, they have, like, a quota. Mm-hmm. So they're only allowed mm-hmm. to have so many oh. black girls in a club. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Very yeah. much so. Because we're not their aesthetic. Like, if there's... It's most like they don't the, be playing hip-hop like that. Except, they, they really don't. Yeah. And, um, you know, because guys will come in and, you know their demographic is is different. So it's going to be a certain type of guy. He's going to go in with his friends. He's not going to want his friends to know that he might have a fetish. Like, he might not necessarily, you know, it's just not our market. It's blonde, big boobs. It's like, if if they want anything exotic, it's like, you know, dark hair is exotic. Asian is exotic. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's not not black girls. It's just not. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
you know, I didn't necessarily make money that first time out. I was super nervous and I wasn't, you know, comfortable. Um, but he hyped me up and he was just like, you know, you can do this. You made three, four hundred. Perfect. I think you can make like five hundred a night. Five hundred is a good is a good number. Was he coming to the club? No, absolutely not. But if you think he wasn't even taking me. OK, wow. So <laughs> it was the cousin taking me. Initially. So when did you see him? I honestly would see him maybe once a week um, because he would have to come pick up money. Oh, so he was taking the money that you he was were taking making. the money that I made. And did he leave you with any of it? No. So how are you surviving? Um, I don't know. Look at I know, right? <laughs> listen, yeah. no, that was listen. my next okay. question. I don't think I knew that. Okay, I now the thing, money, but yeah, the thing that that's weird because people that are not in the life wouldn't necessarily understand. Like if you dance and you knew it, whatever. Like for people that just don't know, they wouldn't know. But people that dance will probably be able to understand this. People that you know, like you said, you were really green. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. Even like, you know, pimps and hustlers will know the difference. It's one thing if you're honest with what it is that you're doing. He wasn't. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. like I was kind of um, coerced into it. Like I was misled into it. Like you legit are pimping me out. And that's what it was. But every time I would confront him about it, he's like, if I was a pimp, I wouldn't pimp you. I would get somebody who would make more money. Mm -hmm. I would get whatever. So, so how did this last five years? Um, I was numb for a couple of years. It's not like I numbed myself with like alcohol or drugs or whatever. I think I fought with him so much that I was like, I had no more fight in me. I just kind of gave up. And how did it come to an end? Um, <laughs> I always knew like something was wrong. I always knew something was wrong. I kept confronting him about it. Like again, even with his name, he gave me, his name is Nick Clark initially. He introduced himself as that. Nick Clark. Now, and remember, it like a porn, like dick art. <laughs> right? It does sound like, like ridiculous. Like, now, remember, like I came out to Vegas in my own car. Right, that's right? what I got, like Superman. Right, I came out to Vegas in my own car, which is nothing compared to his like luxury cars. So he would talk about, you know what, we're gonna put you into something, you know, a little better than this. We're gonna put you in what kind of car do you like? Let's go look at cars. Like, you know, so exactly. Now, I'm making more than enough money at this point. I'm making like $500 now. I can buy my own car. You know, so his whole thing, I know, exactly. So his whole thing was like, let's switch you out of this car. And I'm like, well, I'm still making payments on this car. I still have a note on this car. And he's like, well, what we'll do is we'll just stop making payments. We'll go ahead and turn it into the dealership. And then we'll move on to like the next thing. Now, I had no idea how that was gonna affect my credit, and my dad was like a co-signer on my car. Oh, time. Oh, how that was gonna affect my relationship Ooh. with my dad, all of this bullshit. So I'm trusting cash. this guy that, you know, I'm sleeping with raw, whatever. You know, and I, I'm like, okay, he's like, all right, give me the car, and then we'll put you in something else. So he takes my car, I never see it again. No That's one like sees it again. And he didn't no turn it in, it, and you didn't, didn't get another. And you didn't get another car. No, I did. Okay. He had me in multiple cars. Like I was in a different car, like every month, if not every couple weeks. And it could be think anything. They were stolen. My car? I think. No, the, car no, the ones that he was putting you in. Cars. The ones that he put me in. I'll tell you about this because I paid attention. All the cars that he put me in. The minute I would get in the car, I look in, in the glove compartment. I'd be like, "Who's it this was, car? Who's this car?" Like, mm -hmm. no, I'd be like, "Who is this car registered?" None of them ever had his name on them. None of them. And they would say, "These are his cars." And I'm like, well, who are these people? It would be like women. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, well, who is this person? Mm -hmm. And then I would find like, you know, other things in the car. It wouldn't be brand new, but it would have a paper tag on it. 
So it would be like mail or something in the car. Now at the time, when I first moved to Vegas, remember I was staying with like a friend of a friend. He then had me like an extended stay. Like, okay, we're gonna keep you in one of these little like extended stay hotels until we can put you into like something more permanent, put you in an apartment or whatever. One of the apartments he wound up putting me in, his sister lived around the corner. I don't know who Ooh. this woman was either. But like all, all this time, all these people that was, were like, he's involved with everybody. All of these people. That's what I'm thinking. Were you yeah. still, yeah. were you yeah. still yeah. sleeping with him girl. during this time? Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. these other women okay. whose yeah. names were on these cars were other youths. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so what happened was yeah. we had, he, when I first got there, you know, his whole thing was like, you know, I was part of a credit union here in New York and they didn't have a bank in Vegas. So he's like, well, that's fine. Just take all your money out. We'll put it in a bank here. Woo! I know. So it's his yeah. bank. It's his bank. It's well, his whatever. I get it. I get and he basically was like, okay, I know someone who works at this particular bank. We'll set you up an account yeah, here. That's what he And put my money in this account. He gives me like a bank card. He said, this is your address. It was like a post office box or whatever. You'll get all the statements here. I get the bank card. I go to the ATM. I couldn't withdraw any money. And I have my money in it. Look at Gigi having a heart attack. <laughs> listen, listen, it's horrible. I'm surprised, honestly, sometimes that I'm here. Because, like, yeah. one, I could have killed him. I could have killed myself. You he know what I mean? He could have killed you. No, I don't think I wouldn't so. put it past L him. Listen. I wouldn't put anything past him. I definitely would have put up a fight. Okay, right. because throughout our Why relationship, you were so vulnerable at that time. Like, um, what was going on with you personally that it felt like you wanted this to be something that it wasn't? I mean, I was in love before, mm -hmm. and I remember what that was like. So I wanted to do whatever to kind of get you to that. You had point. to be in love with him. You you did fall. It wasn't the same type of love that I had prior to that. So I electricity. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what now, that was. Jen, prior to him taking your Range Rover, did he try to get you to do things that felt weird? That like, was he trying to get you to do anything? Like invest in something or yeah. lend him money? Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, 
their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Prior to him taking my range rope, wait, I'm trying to think of the timeline. No, absolutely. This was prior to, because I wouldn't have gave him money after that. So um, prior to him taking my range rover, we... Um, because he claims to be a real estate broker and um, not a real estate broker, investor. I'm sorry, investor and a car broker. Mm-hmm. So I had been talking to him about real estate because it was something that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know, I know it's lucrative. I would, you know, get into it, but I, I just don't know enough and I don't have enough time to like manage all of these things. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, it's a great, it's a great thing to do and blah, blah, blah. And he was like telling me about some of his investments which were all bullshit. Right. So um, he was like, well, yeah. So no, we had that conversation. And I would say like, probably like a couple weeks later, he was like, hey, I found this great opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I guess it was like flipping a house, whatever, whatever. And for me, I was like, okay, I really wasn't trying to get into like the logistics. I was just like, okay, what's what's the end result? Like, what am I gonna make here, right? So he was like, oh, yeah, you'll like triple your money or whatever it was he said that sounded appealing to me. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, like I'll do it. And so the first one, he was like, "Okay, it's like twenty five thousand or something like that. And I was like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to make one hundred thousand like that sounds like a win to me, you know, Mm -hmm. did that. And then he was like, "Okay, well, you know, it's going to take a couple months, which I 
assumed, you know. So you gave like, him twenty five thousand. I gave him forty thousand. Okay. And this was before he took my Range Rover. Mm -hmm. So, um, but again, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, this is a, a good deal. It's a real estate, and this. No, the it thing. sounds like a good deal, but you didn't get anything back on it. No, I'm in a deficit. Let's be clear. Okay. I'm out of forty thousand in a Range Rover. Girl. Yes. Right. Sheesh, girl. That it, that really, but it's hard because you trusted him. Yes. You know, you felt like he was this investor. You feel oh, like, okay, I, I want to take a risk shit. and have my money make some money. I understand that. Did you have like an attorney or any type of paperwork? No. And uh, so I have to say this, right? Because I know people kind of don't really understand how this happens. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a relationship with someone, what you're going to be is trusting, right? And so I think for me, I've never dealt with someone of this nature right. and it's never happened to you before no never happened to me before and i don't know i just always kind of thought that people were genuine like me no to be honest if, if it's the guy and i'm dating him and i trust him I wouldn't even ask him for no paperwork. I'll give, I'll give him the money. Not me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm,
And so, um, for those who don't know, the St. Regis is one of the, if not the best hotel in Atlanta. Like, yeah, absolutely. Three five star. Five star. Sure. Yeah. He's going to put himself in those circles. He's and going like to present Baltimore. himself a certain yeah. way. Right. So it's like the Four Seasons, the St. Regis, yeah. mm -hmm. the Waldorf, the Ritz, the, yeah. the Thompson. That's the new one. So, um, I'm at the bar. We're at the bar. We're having drinks. It's lit over um, there. <laughs> I'm not really paying attention. I'm on my phone. He walks up. He tells the bartender, oh, get them what they want, whatever drinks they want. So it kind of intrigued me because I'm not used to men just coming up and saying they'll pay for whatever without wanting a conversation. <laughs> Game. Mm -hmm. Like they always want to talk about something, what's your Linger number, around, whatever. So I was like, oh. And then he left. They can move. Wow, that what was an impression. Oh. Get whatever you want. I'm not even gonna harass you. It's right. game, it's right. what they want. So then when he yeah, comes back. Yeah, that is intriguing. Back, that is intriguing. Right, you're like, wait, who's this? You know what I mean? And he's tall, right? Yeah. He's, he's handsome. Yeah, he's right. I will not take that from him. He's mm -hmm. definitely, like, he's handsome. He's Now I think he's disgusting. disgusting. Right. Yeah, but, you know, when you first look at him, you're like, oh, okay. Both men and women like him. You know, definitely emphasize the man part. So I was I was intrigued. And when he came back, like later on, he was like, oh, you know, are y'all good? Whatever, whatever. So Tanisha goes and embarrasses me. And she's like, she pulls out like Instagram. She's like, you know who she is? I'm like, oh, my God. He knew who he was. <laughs> That's game anyway. Right. He knew. He already because That's one, one of our friends from high school. Yes. Another, another yes. trick he does, and I've, I've learned and this from like, being around no, him, no, like, is you treat, you you know, treat like he's right. somebody like, like they're nobody like yeah, like and that. nobody like they're somebody. Okay. So, again, that's what he does. It was game. He knew who you were. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Like, Why? He don't even know me. He knows you. Okay. He no. He just think I'm fly. He just was lying. You are fly. But he knew. okay. Like, but I hate when people do that because I'm not that person at all. You know what I mean? So anyway, we exchanged numbers and he started texting. He was like, oh, you know, like I got a table across the street at Regent, whatever. But she didn't want to go there. It was her birthday. And I was like, yeah, like we're not going to end up coming, whatever. So the next day he was like, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm in Atlanta. I'm single. Like, you know, let me go to lunch. So we went to Houston's and we sat at Houston's at the bar for hours and just like talked. That's cute. You had this finished it? That's my favorite. And we were just talking, talking. But what I realized is that he was just trying to get information mm -hmm. about me, mm -hmm. right? Because I love to talk. I think face to face communication, like you'll definitely win me over. And you know what? We love when men ask us questions and are interested. Mm -hmm. You know, right. it's like, wow, again, he's really... Again, I have to remind you guys, he's been doing this for two decades. He studies his craft. He knows what to do. He knows With how to ass. lure women in With and men. So, um, she said it, men. She said it, men. <laughs> so, I mean, that's when he really will back down when you start bringing that up. This was, this was a trigger for me. So, my ex-husband was a cancer. My boyfriends after him have been a cancer. One is in jail. Shout out to Eric, who's on the farm right now. You know what? What? <laughs> and, <laughs> and another one that's in jail. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tim Norman. Cancer, cancer too? Yes. You might want to stay away Girl, from that. Girl, my so, boyfriend is a cancer. I'm scared. Wait a minute. So <laughs> I was like, yes. you were Gemini. Okay, 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 okay. I don't okay. know. Yeah. So I said to myself, cancers are really attracted to me. And I was like, wow, this is going so amazing. I need to ask him his birthday. Because if he says he's a cancer, I'm running out of here. Right? And I was like, hey, so um, when's your birthday? And he said, December 28th. You're like, whew. 
And I'm like, Capricorn like me. No, I mean, so I'm not. froze. <laughs> and I got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he's like, what's wrong? And I didn't really know how to take it or what to read into it. Or like, it just was very odd because I had never met anyone with that birthday. And that was the day that my mother passed away. Oh. Oh. And so when I said that, I think antennas went off for him because he knew, okay, like, this how I can now know how to I get know her. How to, and for me, you, you can't put an expiration on grief. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and I were very close. Angela knows this. Know. And so I think I'm always looking for a connection to my mother. And so when he said it, I didn't know, like, I was like, is it too good to be true? Like, I I didn't know what it was, but we're sitting here, we're having this conversation. It had been hours. It was, it just was effortless. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something that's meant to be. Yeah. And he really played into because, that. one, I'm a hopeless romantic, and two, I'm looking for that connection to my mother. Right. Wow. Oh Lord, girl. Sorry, I didn't mean to like. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's okay. fine. It's. A... I almost felt myself tearing up, so I had to. <laughs> but you know, I also look at it like this. Um, even with this experience. You might have been the person, you ladies, to help a lot of other people. Because this is something, like, think about it. Mona, like, years ago posted about this and probably thought nothing was ever going to happen. And there's a lot of people who came forward that's like, I'm never going to see justice from this person. And that's something that will, like, tear at you forever. But now this happened to you, somebody who has a platform, somebody who was like, okay, this is what we're about to do. We're going to do a whole documentary and give everyone a chance to speak their piece and also try to make sure, because you did file charges against him, right? Yes, I went to the, I went to the police station. I did the police report, but it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. It's what they investigate, what they find to file charges. So, you know, it is, it's very difficult for victims of love fraud crimes because... One, you're already devastated, you're emotionally drained and financially drained. And so it takes a lot. And it's embarrassing. It's definitely embarrassing. Right? Like, I think a lot of people will tell you it's embarrassing. That's why a lot of people will take their L in silence and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you do that, you give them power because then they can go do it to the next person. But it's yeah. also really hard to get justice even if you speak out. Absolutely. I mean, like, I definitely, when I was younger, had an incident where I was trying to get this car, and my brother hooked me up with this guy. I gave him $8,000 cash because he said he was a car dealer and never... Never saw your money yeah. in the car. And I tried to do... I talked to the DA. The assistant DA contacted me, but it's really hard when things like this happen to even get justice. No, it is. And it takes... It's emotionally draining, and... It takes a lot of time and you really have to be relentless because they're like, whatever, it's just another case. Like, they don't care. They have a million cases. And again, it's right. not like it's not a violent somebody. Crime. It's mm-hmm. not a violent crime. So it's not at the top of their list. Like, you have to really hire a private, like, investigator to try to get anything. And then what sucks is that he's still in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
And still doing He's this. He's still, still doing it. And still yeah, doing so, this. Uh, you guys got a lot of people to come forward and tell their story. Oh, my DMs, and, girl. And people are still coming forward. Were juicy. Forward. Yes. And this is this is years in the making. Like this, you this was almost two years ago that you sent out this message and made people aware. And people are still two years later coming forward, telling their stories. And what really made him back down that day when all this stuff was, because then he posted some like fake messages, mm -hmm. you know, like from him and Jennifer talking about basketball wise. And she was like going in on it. But it was like very clearly fake because I'm like, why would he be gossiping with you? Yeah. And, you're just... and I don't even do that with guys that I'm right. dating. Like, I, but... I don't think he did that. Remember, he's not alone in this. The same way he had the cousin and the sister or whatever. There are women uh, that are supporting yeah. him. Yeah, no, his, his baby Multiple mothers. baby mamas are involved. But what so, I will say, what made him too. back down was when the guys that he started slept with. When started I started, started posting forward. them DMs that the gay men were hitting me, like, oh yeah, I met him on Jacked. We were at this address in Jonesboro. I have pictures of him naked in bed. And I was posting all that shit. Yes. And that's, that's when, when he was like, attorney, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Right. That's when his attorney contacted Jamie, like, okay, he'll take this down if she, because I'm like, okay, you want to play? Let's like, play. let's go. Yeah. Because my thing is like, at that time I had put the post up, we had did the breakfast club, which um, I had got threatened prior. Mm -hmm. He had reached out to Mona prior, trying right. to pay her off not to do the breakfast club. How much do you offer you? Not enough. It's never enough. Unless he can pay me I'm the curious, amount of money okay. that I like to put up for those years. No, I agree it's with not that. He owe you. He it's nothing. It's a nothing. billion time owe you. It's nothing. It's not even enough money yeah. to wet. So, yeah, I, I mean, nothing. I was getting threats. But prior to that, I had got I had got threats. He had spoofed the Fulton County Medical Examiner's Office and, like, called me and, and tried to, like, threaten me. I was me. concerned about you at that time. I was like, Jennifer, you can't be moving around by yourself, like... And I'm so much a loner, but I have to say this, right? And I'm gonna say this on lip service and I'm gonna say this on VH1 and I'm gonna say it for whoever. <laughs> like, if I get as much as a flat tire, there's going to be a problem because we know who did it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not really concerned. I do have to be a little more cautious about moving around. And especially, I think after this documentary comes out, I might have to hire security and I'm okay with that. But, um, if anybody lays a finger on me, you know who did it. Well, what about this upcoming court date that you have? How are you feeling about it? Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so I have not seen him in forever. And I just feel like he feels like he's invincible. So I don't know if he's going to show up to court. It's an arraignment, so... I believe that you have to be there, mm -hmm. but I don't know that I have much faith in the court system because you have to think he's been arrested 66 times, probably way Ooh, more than 66 that now. 66 times. It's probably closer wow. to like 80 now because that and was like And by the way, this ago. man has ripped off his own family members. You know, you have to be a special kind of. Yes. So wow. for what kind of Demon. crimes did he get arrested for for all these times? It could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, no proof of insurance. It could be fictitious tag. Remember how I told you? Oh, in Vegas, yeah, I was promise. in the, like, paper tag. Mm -hmm. It could be DUI. It could be anything. It could be any wow. and everything. So he's used to being arrested. I'm sure he's the used promise. to going to court. And 
what has come of it? Because he's still on the street scamming people. So, I mean, I don't really know that anything is going to happen with court, but I know that I'm going to be relentless. I'm going to hope for the best. But this is why I'm doing the documentary, because I can't, I can't depend on the justice system. What I can depend on is myself and bringing awareness to society and the community and women and men and letting them know that this man is out here scamming you. And for me, I just want to do this to just have an impact. And if can I we put can his face on billboards? <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. this that for this doc, I think for the documentary we should put his face on billboards. Yep. Scam. Yep. If you because he this, keeps changing his name, so you can Google his name. But mm -hmm. if he's gonna come up with something, and then behind it, you have all the names. Names. aliases. Yeah, right. like, uh, all right. the aliases right. behind it, and his picture, a and his ticker picture. with all the with all the names. Scam likely. Right. Yes. So I, for me, I I have to do this because I said if it's the last thing I do before I leave this earth, I'm going to let people know that this man is a menace to society. Mm -hmm. I'm. What would you say? Do you want to run into him personally? Like, would you be nervous? What do you think that would be like? I think probably initially I would be nervous, but I do. I would actually love to have a conversation with him and I would love to ask him, like, what is your psyche? How did you, how did you scam your own father? Mm, who how do you sleep you? at night? TK Kirk. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I, like what? I would love to help you find him because, you know, I'll come to Atlanta and we will, but, you know where he lives, do right? Do not he tell still me live? what a good time. Yes. Okay. And he still lives there from what I understand. Okay. I'm fine with that. You know, I'll come to Atlanta. I'm there all the time. Well, I'll make a trip. Let's go find him. He probably still, does he still go to the St. Regis? Probably. Yeah. You know what? Probably. Somebody, my He's makeup artist told me He's that he saw, she saw him at the St. Regis and I know so here's the thing. When I'm out of town, when I'm in L.A. working, that's when he comes out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so a friend of mine is a bartender at the Garden Room, which is in the same Regis. Regis. Yes. And he's been spotted there several mm. times. Mm. But I'm in L.A. He, he knows you his gotta schedule. Start, yeah. You got to start posting like you're when you're not there and yep. that's how you'll catch him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but be like, off to L.A. Out, like at home. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but people that have seen him out in Atlanta, too, they're like, he's always like, looking real sketchy, like ducked off in a corner. Yeah. So we'll find he, him. He got, he did he it know. to the wrong one. He know he on the, see, he right. used to be under the He's radar. probably so scared to now run he into know. you. He's not he though. He's be. still out there. He's still like he's hiding outside. in plain sight. Because again, there are people he's, that are coming forward now, even after Breakfast Club, even after all of this, that are like, oh, he explained it away as though this is just a bitter ex. Like, oh, there's something different. It's a misunderstanding. And oh, he's able yeah. to charm them right out of some money. He's famous for that. Oh, she's just bitter. She wants to be with me. Like, not in a million years. Yeah, we're over <laughs> it. Like, no. What if Jelani Absolutely runs not. into him? You know what? What? <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> what? It's a real question. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I know a lot of people that want to run into him. Uh, run over him. Run mm. over him. Now, okay, now I got to ask you this. Was there ever any, for both of you ladies, indication to you that he liked men as well? When I was with him, I didn't get that. 
Okay. But after, you know, we finally ended, I told you that baby mama contacted me when we were kind of comparing notes. She talked about some things that they would do intimately that he and I never did. She was strapping up. She was strapping up. Pegging. Oh, she was strapping up. So she was strapping up. Pegging I'm is like, all of that. What? So I was like, I knew nothing about pegging. I'm not the strap chick. Wait, is that That's the terminology? Yeah, yes. pegging. Yes. Oh, shit. I knew nothing I about that. that. Okay. So, you know, she had done that with him. That was not my thing. So. Ooh. I kind of was like, so when the men came forward, I was kind of like, all right, not surprised, not surprised yeah. at all. Because you already knew that. Pretty so much. there's nothing he did, like, he never put a finger in his butt or anything, or he never was like. We like our nails he, too much. He ain't go yeah. he ain't scoot the gooch on Yeah, he never scooted no. up. No. <laughs> you never was down there, he was like, a no. little lower. No, no, no. <laughs> no, and listen, when I learned of that, I was just mortified because you think like, damn, I've been like intimate with this man and he is clearly. So yeah, I have this theory and men hate when I say it, but I really feel like there's so many men out here that are down low, bisexual, and just are afraid to express themselves, like, you know, and come out. Because if women are men, are you saying? Exactly, I feel like there's so many women like myself who is bisexual openly and we can't be the only ones. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of them. I'm not saying, I'm not pointing a finger or saying that, most of them, but they are, there are way more men that are touching on their homeboys um, than we know. Because guys experiment too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I actually... And I, I have my gay friends that tell me that they only date straight men, which doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. I have a lot of gay friends that be like, I only want them if they're straight. I only want them if they got a baby mom or a wife. They don't I think, want like, other gay oh, men. The one thing that did surprise me them. When, when we first started this is the first guy we came across. Because... Um, the like, white dude? But not only that, he just wasn't, like, aesthetically pleasing. Like, it'd be one thing if he was a cute gay guy. He's not even yeah, cute Yeah, but he's about the money. He's an ugly yeah, He's right. about the money. He's like, I know that's exactly what it was. He don't care if it's family members. Right. He don't care he if doesn't they care. He, doesn't he don't care if it's a exactly. man, woman, blood, crib. Race, <laughs> gender. It doesn't matter. All he sees is dollar exactly. sign. That's, that's crazy. So, yes. I know you're frustrated with the whole legal process, but since you filed the police report, has he been arrested? Yes, he has been arrested. They finally charged him with theft by deception. And he got off on bond because it's COVID. Mm -hmm. And he does have a court date. So his first court date is he's going to be arraigned. And honestly, these cases, they they take a while. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. We have it's time. going to be yeah. right. I have nothing but time. <laughs> For me, I feel like I've waited this long. So however long it takes, I'm willing to wait out the process. Could he potentially get jail time? When you steal someone's car, that is a felony and Yes, that is one of the penalties. I would love to go to court with you. I would love to like ride around Atlanta, go to his places, find him, go to court, see what it's like in court, be there to support you. Please, I need all the support I can get. I was just telling Mona, like I'm so happy to have her because I feel like I'm not in this by myself. She knows what it's like and I'm so grateful for the people that have been brave enough to come forward to, you know, tell their story because it's not an easy thing. And then you put a camera in somebody's face. It's it's already a difficult subject to talk about. And, you know, for Mona, this happened to her years ago and she kind of has to relive everything over and over again. So I'm grateful and I need as many soldiers mm -hmm. as I can get. So 
for me, I'm not going to stop. Because I think he wants to intimidate you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's dope to be able to go look for him. Yeah, no, he absolutely wants to intimidate. But I think at this point, he knows that I'm not scared of you. I have already exposed you. I'm going to continue to expose you. And I would love to run into him. I would love to run into him with cameras, no cameras. I just want to know what the hell is your psyche? Like, how could you even sleep at night? How could you do this to your father? Like, let alone me, like, that's cool. But I feel like I am the spokesperson at this point for everybody that he's done this to. Right. And people mm -hmm. have not been able to recover from the things that he's done to them. There is long, life-lasting effects. I know there's people who have ruined their credit for him. Yes. Who have overextended themselves, who've suffered from depression, mm -hmm. who've been suicidal. It's mm -hmm. honestly, it's horrible. Like Maria, this happened to her in 2004 and she lost her home. She had two kids. So it's like, it's not only am I like doing it for Maria, but it's for her kids. You know, you, you just like taking people's lives. And he has a daughter that I think um, her mom contacted. Dallas, mm -hmm. right? And the, the mother Beautiful, contacted you talented, as well. Amazing young girl. A scumbag. And a mom. And Dallas is a beautiful spirit. She is super talented, was on America's Got Talent. I think when she was on America's Got Talent, he reached out to her because Finally, now he saw many dollar years. signs. Right. Oh, I can manage you. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, He's I could be disgusting. a manager, but had not seen her probably one other time prior to that. In her whole life, and this is her dad. Right. And she would reach out, and he would just... Yeah. Yeah, no, he's absolutely disgusting. We got to find him. I hate I, him. I propose that we go down there and try to run up on him. I'm, you know I'm game. You know, we got our phones I'm and down. I'm down. Right now, I could go. I'll just, you know, ski back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean, because he does have to be exposed because the thing about it is that if we're quiet about this, he can continue to do this to other people. And my whole point in doing this is to help somebody and right. to save their bank account <laughs> and their livelihood yeah. because he's destroying people's lives. I think this documentary is going to do a lot, too. Honestly, like, I know the process is not easy. And like you said, you're going to be repeating these stories, both of you, mm -hmm. you know, over and over and over and over and over again for people to hear it and understand it. Because it is true. People will see the headline and be like, that's stupid. How did they fall for that? Or whatever. I don't believe them. They and, need to understand we're not the only people. Yeah, at all. Because I know just after, after, you know, you made your post, there were other women that came forward that have the exact same story as mine. They were removed right. from their families. He had them out in Vegas. He had them dancing, some of them the same time I did. And he was taking all of their money. You know, and these are women who didn't have that danger pass that were just as green as I was. And they're afraid to come forward. Some of them even had children with him. How did you recover with your family? Because that's important, too. Like you said, it destroyed certain relationships in your, with your father. Right. I think, honestly, um, you know, I just, I wasn't, like, this is forcing me to be transparent. This is forcing me to tell my story because I didn't. They didn't know. And they probably won't necessarily know until this aired. But what I did prepare them for with the Breakfast Club interview is that people are going to say some things about me. Mm -hmm. And I just want you, you to be prepared for that. And they were like, listen, we got your back, whatever it is. That's great. So I think that was the battery I needed in, in my bag, honestly. Right. So. Right. And 
like I, I always saw her. I'm super appreciative of her and just um, because she's been there with me, like riding and this, it, it, it gets dark and it gets lonely and you want to give up. And I've had some of the victims, you know, send me messages and DM and they're like, Jennifer, please don't give up keep your foot on his neck and that keeps me going and then you know having conversations with her because it gets frustrating mm -hmm. and you get discouraged because it's like you're screaming this from the mountaintops and he's been arrested and you know certain things have happened where you should it's like it's clearly laid out for you like what can't you see why is this man still walking around so I think the problem is in the black community, this is something we don't talk about because we are very prideful. Yeah. And nobody wants to feel like, you know, they got scammed or somebody took advantage of them. And we don't talk about it. Yeah, because we see a lot of documentaries, but I haven't seen from our culture, like, you no know, black true. people. That is true. You know, we've seen a lot of these, you know, on Showtime, on Netflix, on everything it's hard to talk about our l's mm -hmm. there you because go of the, we no have egos mm -hmm. right we like let's just be real about it like we have egos i have an ego too i had to lay that shit on the line and put it down when i made that post because i, had to I didn't argue know before you i was right. arguing people was calling me like oh yeah girl this da 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 like trying to tell me oh you see that i'm like first of all like i promise you because you know, Jennifer, we know this from basketball-wise, but you've always had... It ain't like you're going to make up some story to get attention. You're good. Right. This is not any attention that anybody wants. Exactly. You know, this exactly. is not the attention that you want to get. But it is important to be able to feel like, this is not my fault that this happened to me. I trusted somebody, and it's not my fault that somebody took advantage of my trust. And he was literally counting on your ego. He was counting yes. on it. So that yes. way you wouldn't say anything. That's really sure. dumb of him though, because mm -hmm. exactly. he knows you have this platform. He knows you could blast him at any moment, but he thought you'd be too embarrassed to do mm -hmm. it because of who you mm -hmm. are. Because that's, that's been his story. You know, because I'm not the first person that's on TV or celebrity or et cetera that he has scammed. Nor the last, unfortunately. Right. But nobody wants to put their pride down. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to, you know, we, we all have egos. And for me, it's so much bigger than me. It's bigger than my Range Rover. It's bigger than the money he took from me. As a person... I feel like it's the right thing to do. And I'm grateful that I'm able to recover from him, but maybe the next person he does this to can't. Right. Right, because $60,000, you know, it's not gonna end your life. It's a lot of money, but you're gonna be okay. But for somebody else, that could really destroy them. Somebody else isn't like, I have a Ferrari too. Right. So I can just drive that. Right. Yeah. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? People don't you know, have so it like it's that. It's not gonna for make some people, it's a lot. Like, $10,000 could break them. Right. right. And you yeah. said it's bigger than you, but it took someone as big as you to share your spotlight and shine some of that onto him. Because there were people like me that had been screaming for a long period of time, but nobody right. hears us. Right. Our platform's not as big as yours. That sucks. We've been saying that. I've been talked to like Las Vegas Metro Police Department, FBI, dozens of years ago. And they don't care. And imagine how many people have different stories about different people right. that will never be heard because they just don't care. And 
I just say there's power in numbers, right? And so it's until you get a bunch of people that have the same story and this number becomes astronomical and you literally call out the authorities. This man has been arrested by the FBI. The FBI has pulled up to Maria's job. The FBI has pulled up on Ramona. Why is the FBI not doing anything? How because many you're protecting have him? For, how many people have come forward so far, would you guesstimate? You. If you had to guesstimate... Oh, it. my... <laughs> the way my... And the DMs were so crazy. Like, I'm talking about... I mean, there, there were street dudes... That would just, you know, and again, yeah, street dudes are on Instagram. <laughs> they they are. Me. Listen, yo, she got on it. They on social media. No, I did. Somebody called me from jail. <laughs> I was <Orleans>. like, okay, <laughs> like, I mean, crazy. the amount of people that this man has touched and taken their money or some way, shape, or form credit, it's a surprise et that he hasn't been touched. It's right. So. No, people, people were sending Jamie emails that he allegedly was like business partners with and and they were like i'm surprised this man is still alive wow exactly he's been but sliding listen, through listen you said the fbi like why aren't they doing they take a little time to investigate so don't be surprised right if, if you've they, seen it happen they come after him so especially it's been two years since he took your it's car been 20 years since he's been doing this i guess the one person who came forward who had like I guess information from like 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. Like it's been 20 years that we know. Yeah, on record don't be surprised this. if the FBI gets in his they ass. Move slow. Yeah, they <laughs> move slow, but they might come. Well, in. honestly, I have been told that he's an informant. Oh well, <laughs> but the thing is, so Allegedly. that's why. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm right. just, no, he could be. But. That I think when, when you do something on this platform and magnitude, something, yeah, I just feel like that, something yeah. has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's too public. All right. Well, we're going to definitely, I cannot wait to see this documentary. And I can't we wait for you to come to Atlanta. And I and cannot wait. Him. I was going to say, and I cannot <laughs> wait till we go to court and you get to see him face to face. I'm going to be right there with you. I hope I see him. him before court, actually. And we're going to try to pull up to some of his locations that he likes to go to where he gets spotted. Because I know as soon as somebody hits you and say they saw him, you ready to jump up. <laughs> yes. Go. I you and your bonnet and everything. I don't wear a bonnet, but I might have a scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> it's our mess, though. Don't get Let's talk about the hairline, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, no, I mean... I'm ready. Okay, we ready. Let's go. Let me know. I'm pulling up. Let's do it. All right, well, it's lip service. Thank y'all so much for joining and actually sharing your story with us because I really do appreciate it, but you know we in your corner. Thank you. Ramona, thank you. Thank you. Jennifer, thank, thank you. Thank you. And I just want to add one last thing. Ladies, gentlemen, if you have been scammed, please do not take it in private. Go to the authorities, file a police report. I don't care if nothing happens, but at least get it on record so in the future you can possibly do something about it. Just don't don't take it in private. And post it. I think what Ramona did was great. Like, make sure that if somebody Googles this person... It comes up. It comes yeah. up. It, it left a record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how y'all managed to connect. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's lip service.
Thank you. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.